Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Uninstalled Podcast. How is everyone today? I'm. Are you asking the Are you asking the people who are listening? Or are you asking us? Whoever wants to listen, because a lot of people <laughs> when I talk just don't tend to respond. Well, I'll give you an answer. I'm grumpy. Grumpy. Yeah. Why are you grumpy? Because my wife has me on a. A, the the uh, very popular keto diet. Oh, oh God. God. Yes. So I am just a cranky old man today. Is that why your your, your lawn is uncut? You're it is go, uncut. You're going to go out there and eat it? That, and it's also 98 degrees out and miserable. It's not like 96 I mean, half. yeah, I would say it's not really that high. Yeah, just. for those of you who might listen outside of the Cincinnati metro area. Which I doubt. Uh, <laughs> Ohio is literally being cooked right now. Well, I think it's so funny. If you've lived in Ohio for any amount of time, uh, especially like when seasons change, you know how wild it can get here. Oh my gosh, yes. I think, um, I mean, this year has probably been one of the hottest summers we've had so mm-hmm. far. Like, this, at least in my This in my is knowledge. one of the hottest weeks I can remember ever. And, and yeah. I remember, like, our... we've we've. Like a mild winter, sometimes it's like, oh, it's only three degrees out. Like, yeah. oh, it's fairly mild. But then, like other times, it's like we haven't had a winter this bad, and it's like two degrees. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's just and it's and I think it's so funny. Like we've had, um, I mean, snow as late as like uh, March and May. Yeah. And we've had we had it in May. Yeah. Some really hot um, like fall months as well, like September and October. But basically, in Ohio, you do not get the time of year that the rest of the world gets to enjoy like ah what a beautiful day it's sun it's sunny there's no allergies it's you know a mild 70 degrees it's either five degrees or 110 here there is no in between yeah i mean in ohio you can just be enjoying the beautiful day outside it can i mean it's sunny and hot as hell outside but then five minutes later or whenever we're done uh, recording, go out there, and all of a sudden say a monsoon, yeah. or it's snowing. Well, we, we missed three tornadoes just <laughs> recording this. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was pretty wild. What I think is super funny is I don't even remember which day it was, but uh, Annie and I were just going out for lunch, and she was she just wasn't home yet, and I just walked outside. And I was waiting for her to get home, and there wasn't a cloud in the sky as far as I could see, but it was raining. Yep, and I'm like. How is this even happening? <laughs> there's no, there's nowhere for it's someone on my roof with a sprinkler. Like, <laughs> there, there's a glitch in the matrix system. It'll, there's um, there's and there's also uh, for those of you that are interested in this type of podcast, another good podcast is um, the Adventure Zone. Yeah, and yep. we've all three listened to it. We all three really enjoy it. And there is a per- certain um, Vincent's listening to it, so no spoilers. But you started in where again? Where, where, where are you at right now? Uh, right now I'm uh, right when they reached uh, Refuge. Refuge, like like the, uh, the the town of the bubble. Yes, that's that's what Ohio feels like sometimes. Yeah, like that that's my bubble. that's what I was gonna say. It was just like everyone else is like, oh yeah, you know it's okay. Like you know, it's 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 a normal summer for us, and we're like we're fucking cooking eggs on our cars, <laughs> and then tomorrow we have to wear the winter coats. So so during this extreme weather, what do you guys like to do? Well, honestly, I just sit in my basement playing games. I wish I could share that. I, I do not. Uh, but I will tell you one thing I do like to do is I like to go out and play sports. Just kidding. I can't remember the well, last time okay, I played sports. Your sports, your games. Guess what Put we're going to talk Guess what we're going to talk about today? Uh, someone getting shut in a locker. No, oh. I don't know. Someone wants my lunch money? No. No. Esports. Ah. Uh, um, did you say water sports? Esports. <laughs> cut, cut, cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're talking about esports. So go go ahead and uh, talk. Start it Vincent, off. Do you even know what an esport is? I'm assuming it's some sort of sports ball. It starts with E. It's you throw a computer. Monitor <laughs> at each other. A computer. See, it's a battle to the death using computer components. Yeah, you just like uh, th- like stab each other with USBs. Like die. it actually takes keyboard warriors to another yes. level. Oh my, that would be. <laughs> hey, that's an idea for a show oh, right there. Say, there we go. Produ- uh, producers uh, uh, listening. Uh, first off, why are you listening? Yeah, but say why are you here? And but second, thank you. Second off, uh, that's a that's an idea for a show right there. But what? Uh, have you guys actually watched any esports? Anything like? Uh, I think ESPN's actually doing some stuff now mm-hmm. with it. I think so. Yes, they are. Uh, which is ironic because some of their 
most famous announcers. Um, Colin Cowherd, who's no longer with ESPN. I think he went to Fox Sports. But he had a particularly uh, infamous quote when he worked for ESPN once esports started taking taking the scene. Uh, it was like 2010, I believe. And he was on there saying, I, I am not a friend of esports. And his co-host asked him why. What a jerk. He said, uh, I put it right up there with professional wrestling. It's for booger eaters. So he seriously said that? He literally what? said that on the air. Tell that to the Koreans, man. Well, and now here we are yeah. in 2019, and ESPN is broadcasting tournaments on their on their uh, channel. So real quick, like what? So with, with all these professional sports players and everything, um, they tend to make a hilarious amount of money. Like, it, it hurts my feelings. There's a, there's a lot of money. It's it's one of those things where if we actually probably saw their paychecks, like in their full glory, that could probably pay for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. One of their paychecks. One of their contracts being No, signed. I broke down famous Cincinnati player, Joey Votto. Like, okay, yeah. Probably the most notorious Reds player right now. I took a look at his contract, and basically what it comes down to is he makes... $40,000 for one inning of baseball. Three outs. I don't I, even know what that That's what like. I make in a year. <laughs> oh, wait, no, 40000 Yeah. Yeah. $40,000. Jesus. That's in one inning. That's literally the, like making me sick to my stomach. Yeah, it's like, ah, well. Sorry, guys, we got to cut this he, episode short. I got to go vomit. <laughs> and he is far from like the highest paid athlete out oh, there. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Um,. Just as as a you know kind of you know I'm a nerd right and this and, I'm, and one wait of these, you know yes and I'm like you know maybe one day I can be good enough at video games to <laughs> to make money from it. Well, um, there's a couple different games out there mm-hmm. that um, are you know esport eligible that have teams and everything. And just to give you an idea of how much money are involved in esports now, the prize pool for Dota two. Which is a uh, League of Legends esque um, MOBA. MOBA. Guess, just guess. Well, I actually have something pulled up here. What I'm looking at is it's saying 181 million dollars. Well, that that's probably that's, for a year's worth of tournaments, right? I hope it is top games awarding prize money. So maybe yeah, that's, so maybe, that's maybe that's, that's for like for, a whole entire. Well, how year. much did you say? 181 million. You're, you're, you're off a, a smidgen. I'm going to guess. Prob- I think it started down at like 200000 I think it's up to like $30 million now so, for a tournament. According to, according to a source that I cannot currently locate. Um, Those are the best sources. I know it. But uh, the prize pool, the total prize pool for like the, the Dota like hosted tournament, the yeah. International League, over $30 million. Yeah, yeah, that's a. I don't, I don't even know what thirty million would look like if you if someone was like, "Hey, here's thirty million," I'd be like, I, "What is that, dog?" Yeah. Like, I don't even know what that is. I think it'd be even funnier. <laughs> it's like in the movies they open up a briefcase, but yeah. it'd be funny if it's just a single stack of like thousand dollar bills, and you're like, well, "This is what it looks like." <laughs> this yeah, is so, all. Don't get it twisted. Thirty million is a massive amount of money, but Dota. Uh, along with most uh, esports games, are team-based. So that money is split. The winnings are split, but it still comes out to six figures a year, roughly, well, for these. Just think about it. Most most of these uh, these these esports, when it, when they are based around teams, it's probably five to six people per team. Yeah. If you divide f- uh, five people for thirty million, that's six million a pop. And all you got to do. I mean, that's well, if you win every tournament for the year. But <laughs> right, right, right. But it's I just I I think it's absolutely insane that something that was looked at as just a time killer, you know, something that was just a hobby or it wasn't like it's it's even frowned upon. Like yeah. not so much now, but like I I just told you about Colin Cowherd, uh, Jimmy Kimmel did the same thing. He went on there and made fun of the idea that YouTube brought a gaming channel out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he called it like before he, he called it YouTube gaming he was like yeah YouTube's come out with a channel dedicated to gaming I think it's called uh, 
where your parent, all your parents failed at raising your kids. And it was just, it became the most disliked YouTube video of the year. That's that's not surprising at all. Yeah. No, not at all. Well, and the other thing is, I feel like a lot of denizens of the internet tend to be gamers oh, yeah. of yep. some sort. Yeah. So posting. Of, of one sense or the other, yeah. Um, some other interesting stuff is, um, what are some of the games you guys think of when you think of esports? Instantly, I think of League of Legends. That's the number one I think of. I mean, Dota 2, obviously. I think Heroes of the Storm, like Blizzard games, um, some of like those online card games. Hearthstone, I think of Hearthstone Oh, yeah, as well. there's yeah. plenty of card games that I left off. Um, Quake was one of the, I think it was one the, of the original, original. Yeah. yeah. Um, Fortnite now has their thing going. Call of Duty, uh, StarCraft is a big one, some RTSs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, honestly, where I think, not necessarily where it started, but where I think it kind of started getting its limelight is from two things. Games done quick, which is like speedrunners. Yeah. Um, and basically they would compete with each other. They just had a, uh, they just had their yearly big fundraiser. Yeah. Thing going on, and I missed it, and I was really upset. Yeah, so for, for those of you that don't know what speedrunning is, um, it's basically where you try to beat a game as quickly as possible. You can use a game breaking bug, you just can't actually cheat. Yeah. yeah. It's like just all everything is within the game itself. There's to give, no. To give you like a perspective on what we mean by quick, take a game like Ocarina of Time. Oh, yeah. On the Nintendo 64 Zelda, uh, a game that typically takes hours to beat. If you, even if you know what you're doing, I mean, you're looking at hours. The speed run time, which just got updated, was like 13 minutes. Yes. How the? F- like- I mean, it's insane. If you if you watch these these players, like they'll jump back a couple of times, like do a backflip, do a backflip, do a backflip, hit a fence post, jump up, go through a wall, phase to the world, drop down, go, like phase into another level of existence, run forward three steps, take three jumps, like. It's, it's all about the precision, but, you know, we're kind of digressing in a sense. Um, I feel like it kind of started there. That's where that People were like, wow, this is really interesting to watch people play these games yeah. competitively. And then, or it wasn't so much a competition. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't. You know what I mean? These these players, they were trying to get the uh, the shortest amount of time playing these games, but it wasn't really a competition, if that makes sense. Yeah. The other one is, I don't know if you guys remember watching the old Smash tournaments. Oh my gosh, yes. On like the GameCube and everything. Yeah. Like, I was, uh, due to YouTube recommendations being so, uh, you know, on the on point sometimes, I happened to stumble across a couple of old ones, and it's literally like, you know, two dudes in front of a TV screen. There's a dude, um, you know, sitting off to the side, and it's just like a, it's like a single camera is all this is. Yep. And it's like set between them. And then someone had some some kind of like screen reading software or mm-hmm. screen recording software, and then in the back you could tell like this is like a local game shop mm-hmm. that had you know sixty chairs and ten of them were filled, and that's and and I feel like that's kind of how it started in a sense was like people would come along watch these games. I'm gonna take you back further than that. Oh boy, or back to your days. Back remember? to my days. Oh god. So. Starting back in 1985, Get his <laughs> I think esports sort of grew from a seed planted back in 1985. There was a man named Billy Mitchell, who was like an arcade game god. He he had like the Guinness World Record high score for like six different uh, popular arcade games, like Pac Man and Galaga and stuff like that. And he started to draw crowds into these these arcades where he's breaking records and things like that. Uh, after that, like, uh, I think it was like 87, these these TV shows started to come out that had arcade game showdowns from mm. Australia uh, to the UK and America. Can't remember the titles of them now, but they would... It was, you know, pointed at kids, but it would be... Kid versus kid, side by side, playing these arcade games and see who could get the higher score. So I think it even something as simple as that sort of planted the seed, at least, for what esports is now. So th- what I think is, um, I remember seeing all these old videos of like people 
like dancing on like Dance Dance Revolution really quickly. Yeah. Do you guys think it had anything to do with like not specifically Dance 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 Revolution didn't cause no definitely did only Dance Dance. But at the same time, it's like do you guys just think people going into these arcades and stuff and like playing these games to their fullest extent? Do you think that kind of inspired others to like? Do you think the I concept think, of a high score maybe inspired competition? I think Does that make sense? I think it could be. I mean, personally for me, like, I played Guitar Hero for a while, and I got to the point where I thought I was pretty good. Like, I was playing on, what was it, expert mode? Mm-hmm. But then I watch a video of a guy playing, which a notoriously difficult song at the time was Through the Fire and the Flames, mm-hmm. and he didn't miss a single note. And I'm, like, just able to... I couldn't even pass that song. It, it blew my freaking fingers right. apart. Yeah. But just the level of mastery that I saw, like I sat down in basement for day after day trying to f- just pass the song. Right. Because I've seen somebody at a totally different level than me. So yeah, I, I guess you could say that sort of inspired me to get better at it. Yeah, I, um, I'll, I'll tell you, one of my favorite YouTubers, and it's mainly because I just enjoy him, is Markiplier. And so when I see him play games, I don't really look at it as a competitive standpoint. I never have kind of been that way. I just enjoy watching the game, and I enjoy uh, just like the the personality uh, that he brings. So that's that's why I like uh, watching what I do. But when it came to like, video games and trying to be better, I've always just kind of accepted I I'm not. I'm, I'm not really that good at video games. I, I can verify he is yeah. telling the truth. But, but, you, but you say that, and honestly, like. Uh, I was playing Minecraft last night with one of my buddies. Yeah, nerd. and I have not played Minecraft in actual years at this nerd. point. And you know, there's so much. With. Sam, Sam, oh, yeah. Sam, and uh, hi, Sam. If you ever listen to this, hey, buddy, uh, hi, Sam. But we uh, we were playing, and there was there's there's all this new stuff, and um, you know, I was trying to explain to Sam how to play, and he started asking me about redstone. Okay, okay. I, pro- I promise this ties into what we we're talking about. And it's one of those things where I have played Minecraft forever. I know a lot of stuff about it. But if you get me involved with Redstone and all this wacky stuff you can do with that, dude, it's my. I might as well have never played the game before. So go go ahead for anyone who's not sure, like me, for example, what about Redstone? Because I never really played Minecraft. Okay, but we're not going to get too far into a tangent. But basically, Redstone is just, it, it, it's, com- it's like electric. It's like basically running electric through your house. Oh, okay. It's like a wire. Okay, and then you can do complicated things with it. People have built actual working phones. Like you can call somebody in the real world on these. That's fucking wild. I cannot. I cannot believe that someone created a basic calculator. I've seen the calculator. Yeah, yeah. there's all kinds of crazy stuff. But my, my my point being is like you say you're bad at video games, and and that's kind of inspired you to not. <laughs> Maybe pursue a career in professional gaming. Correct. But at the same time, it's like there's even stuff that. I, being someone that has played these games consistently, you know, uh, I guess a better example would be, like, um, StarCraft. Yeah. StarCraft 2. I played this, I played those games a lot. I played them with my dad. I played them with, you know, I, I think I played with Justin and you. You have. I played with multiple, you know, a lot of my friends. And I feel like I know the game pretty well. I know, you know, I know the story. Yeah, I think I brought this up on last yeah. week's episode. But it's like... To watch these professional players, like play it, it, I love the game. I play it. There's no way I could ever compete in that. No. Yeah, no. It to put that into perspective for you, it's like me. Okay, well, I boxed for two years. You boxed? Yeah, yeah. Oh way before I met gosh. you, I boxed for two years, and that's like me going up to like Goku and being like, <laughs> "Let's fight!" and He's just like teleporting all over the place, this and Goku. I'm going. God, don't Actually, even get yeah. Started. I, for anyone who's not sure, could you please explain who Goku is? Go uh, ahead and go on a tangent. That'll please. be a different podcast. <laughs> a different podcast. That's going to be the time. Welcome to the sick. Justin Show, where everything's <laughs> old and anime. No, but to get back on topic, so esports. The first considered official esports tournament was for a game called Quake. It was a first-person shooter that today looks rather primitive, uh, if you were to look at it. But John uh, John Cormac, uh, Carmack, sorry, the developer of Quake, put his Ferrari up as the prize 
for this tournament. Wow. This was in 1997. Wow. Uh, the the Ferrari was run uh, won by a guy named, uh, goes by the name Thresh. Uh, and Thresh, because of this, was considered the world's first professional gamer. Now, <laughs> it, it's come a long way since then. In the year 2000, so three years later, Korea, the, the I, they... They saw this, and the idea really took off in Korea. They had uh, two TV channels dedicated to just esports all the time. Then in 2006, MLG, which was like the American version mm-hmm. of esports, started up, and it did not take off. No. Uh, a lot of it due to the media scrutiny, which I mentioned a couple times earlier. Uh, but now... Um, as time went on, uh, AEG, which is the world's largest professional sports ownership group, they they own sports teams like the New Jersey Devils, the LA Lakers, Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, LA Kings, Brooklyn Nets, Miami Heat, even the Cincinnati Cyclones, gentlemen. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Little fun fact. Uh, they sort of bought and sponsored uh, esports teams here in America, such as the LA Valiant, which is, you know, pretty high up there, uh, because they see the they saw the potential and growth as of late, and they were not wrong. Uh, they they are pulling in like for the the uh, twenty fifteen league championship numbers. 36 million unique people, so different people watch this. Uh, to give you that, to give you an idea compared to like modern day sports, only 15 million people watched the World Series that year. So this esports tournament more than doubled the amount of viewers for the World Series. That's insane. Yeah. So th- and I think it kind of goes in the sense of everyone. Everyone has a kind of a definition of what sports is. I joke about sports ball all the time. Um, Do you want to know what the dictionary.com definition is? Let's hear I, it. I actually am very curious. A sport is an athletic activity requiring skill or physical prowess and often of competitive nature, such as racing, baseball, tennis, golf, bowling, wrestling, boxing, hunting, fishing, etc. So I see it did not mention gaming. Right. But. What was the first part again? Read it. An athletic activity. An athletic activity. Now, a lot of people are quick to shrug off gaming as an an athletic activity. Absolutely. But I, there are so like these professional gamers, they they sustain injury too. Now you're you're gonna laugh at this. Carpal tunnel. Yeah, carpal tunnel. There's a 18 year old playing on that LA Valiant team that I mentioned earlier. That's showing like severe signs of carpal tunnel, something that typically doesn't develop until somebody's in their yeah, 40s, 50s, and yeah. that's consistent. Um, like, he, my mom has issues with her wrist, but she's she's a hairdresser, and yeah. she's done it her entire life. Yeah, so... For this kid to already have it is insane. But that's not it. They, they can, like, injuries in the thumb and tendons and things like that. These kids have, or I should say these teams have legit team doctors oh, that yeah. like work on these kids because they're playing 8 10 12 hours a day trying to you know stay relevant as we call it that they have their own high tech training facilities just like athletes they have the each team has like personal chefs to cook for these kids uh that these t- these kids are signing as i mentioned like contracts for merchandise and things oh, like yeah. that some of these contracts include housing. Like, they're getting drafted out of high school. Uh, say, say, you know, Jim Bob down in Louisiana is really good at games. Well, somebody in L.A., you know, might finds out him. about it. Yeah, yeah. Might come down, fly down. Hey, kid, to play some uh, NBA 2K for me. Yeah. You know and what I mean? We'll give you, you know, an apartment in L.A. so you can play with your team. And it, it's wild. What what I think is really interesting is just, just I couldn't imagine like be like 
there, there, there were so many times, like, playing with, you know, you guys, or mainly Justin, not so much you, Vincent. Yeah. And, uh, like, PUBG. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where I wasn't legitimately, like, sweating or anything like that, but I, you felt that. You felt the tension. Racing. And that was just in a casual game. Yeah. Like, and we didn't even do great, like, mo- like the vast majority of the time. Imagine, right. like... The, what I'm what I'm getting at is like the actual like the physical stress that can actually take on you. You know, we talked about carpal tunnel and everything. Like, if you have that at 18 yeah. already, like it's treated just like an injury. You know, if in in football, someone gets a concussion, you know, that's a big deal. Let me tell you, the average lifespan of a running back in the NFL, to be seen as the position that takes the biggest beating in sports, four years. The that's, average lifespan of a gamer, two years. That's insane. Really? Well, yeah. it's probably because with I think the difference is if you are playing an actual physical sport, mm-hmm. and we're just charging each other, you're using everything in that charge. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. don't get me wrong. Like, football is still a much more physical sport by far than you know sitting in a chair and a computer. Yeah, yeah. But. The actual toll it takes on your body is so much more concentrated That's fair. when you are sitting down in a chair. You know what I mean? I'll tell you. I've, As you guys know, I played a lot of sports growing up. I, I still dabble in it to keep my son, you know, right. athletic yeah. as well. And so I, I can say I'm sure a lot of you are listening, rolling your eyes at the thought of, you know, video games being this physically taxing uh, activity. I'll go out and play basketball with Eli, and yeah, I'm like sore the next day, work up a good sweat. But I think I was talking about it last week. I was trying to beat that Titanfall time, yeah. the, the the tutorial intro thing. I, I sat there for like 30 minutes just trying to like whittle my time down to like mm-hmm. a top, even a top 10 time. And after 20 minutes, like my hands and fingers were killing me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a really fast-paced game, but holy crap. Like, it really, <laughs> really worked me. Yeah, I mean, it, it takes it takes a toll on you. And I think when people say, oh, well, you know, you're not playing uh, you're not playing something physical. You're not going out there and you're not uh, hitting people. Like, well, I mean, eSports is, I think, more, more popular because it's more relatable to, like, in my personal opinion, I know damn well I'm not going to go out there and play baseball or football or any sort of thing that has ball at the end of it. But I do know that I would watch someone play a game I'm either interested in or I'm interested to see where they're going to go. And like you like you said, you know, you were doing that for 20 minutes, your hands are hurting. It's very concentrated. It's it's going to hurt. But I imagine though you have like super strong hands. Just yeah. imagine the handshakes you could get. Justin. Oh, there's like crushing massive handshakes. I can bring people to their knees. Uh, um. But no, so yeah, there's physical injury involved. But I think on a more serious note, there's a lot of mental. Oh uh, yeah. God, yeah. Mental strain put into this. I I uh, I was watching actually a documentary a while ago. There was. These teams, these esports teams, actually have psychologists that work with these kids too, because they're under like an immense amount of pressure. Yeah, and they'll they have like these uh, activities with these kids just to like basically shut their brains, make down. sure they're still human. Yeah, well, that's just it. They a lot of times they aren't seen as human; they're de- almost robots. Yeah, they can't make any mistakes again. Uh, Jumping back to like StarCraft and a lot of the RTSs, like they're not even there. These these keys are memorized. You know, there's there's minimum twenty six keys on the keyboard that are being used. Minimum. Yeah. You know, you've got all your letters, and I know for a fact. You know, you've got then you've got like your control groups, and you've got all this other stuff, and you've got control clicks, and then shift clicks. So, like, and and um, I think we actually should look up. Like the average click per minute for like a StarCraft Two esports player. Yeah, it is, but it's insane. Like, well, like we we were playing. Um, in fact, I'm gonna look that up right now. Heroes of the Storm as one of, is the MOBA that you got me into the most. And how many keys are on an average keyboard? I don't even know. Hundred and like uh, one, six, two, two three, <laughs> four. Uh, we'll say like 130 keys. You in a game like that where you 
come across another person and start, you know, fighting them. 101. 101, okay. If you come across somebody and start fighting them, all it takes is to push the wrong button once. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. it. You're done. Game over. And that's what these kids know that they can't afford. Not like I'm going out there and playing against average Joes and one keystroke ruins me. These guys are going up against other professional gamers who are going through the same rituals and training as these guys are. So imagine just how much more is at risk for the wrong key press or maybe maybe a, a, a split second of hesitation. And that's it. That's all it takes. Well, okay, so I, I want to dabble in this real quick. So just imagine, so anyone who's bashing esports, just imagine... Um, a famous, let's go Joey Votto. Let's just go ahead and use him as an example. So he is a fantastic baseball player. Great. But let's say we throw him in playing some League of Legends going against a professional team. Mm -hmm. Right? He would not be able to perform like these professional teams. As if these professional teams would go out and play baseball with Joey Votto. So when people try to compare these, what we've considered traditional sports with new age sports i.e. esports yeah. and other ones I could get into, um, it's two different levels. You can't compare them. You really, I mean, you really can't. What, what was your old analogy? Apples to mongooses? Yeah. Or something like so, that. So, real quick. So, it's not actually clicks per second. They call it APM. So, actions, actions per minute. Actions per minute. Actions yeah. per minute. Um, the gentleman that I'm reading, it's, it's a blog that he's done. And he said he uh, averaged... Uh, 60 APM and occasionally reached up to 100 APM as it translates to roughly one to two clicks per second. Which Jeez. I consider, that's still pretty, I mean, that's not, I feel like I can do that, but, but I'm not doing you, anything. I'm not but, doing getting anything done. Well, that's just it. So these guys, like I was saying about uh, uh, heroes, a slight hesitation, uh, the wrong click, the wrong button push, and you're on, you're done. I can click a mouse you know, 200 times a minute if I wanted to. But these guys are able to track and remember every click that they make in these, how many clicks? Okay, well, hold on. So this guy wasn't, he's not even a professional player. Yeah. The, you know, the, the 60 to 100, that's just an average. An average. Okay. An actual esports player can go from roughly 300 APM to 600 APM during, like, combat. So that's roughly, hold on. That's 10 actions per second. Can you even... I couldn't picture... I can't even picture breathing in a second. Like, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's, it is absolutely mind-boggling. So, 10 clicks a second. I could do that. But I could never actually know what I was doing. Yeah. yeah. 10 clicks a second. Yeah, that'd be like... 10 actions. What does he provide? You know, just hitting the Q key. Yeah. Like 10 that would times. just be me literally as fast as I fucking And could these guys are still to... performing an almost optimal, like... Yeah. It is... Maximum it is efficiency on top of that. Ridiculously crazy. And the, and the worst part about it is, so is the other guy. It's yeah. not just one guy doing it. You've got another person nearly matching your skill and, you know, your actions per minute. You're... It's a competition. Yeah, and it is. It is. I I encourage you. If you guys, if if anyone listening like is like really interested in, I, I, I'm specifically talking about just the StarCraft players and the Mo, the uh, RTS players. Just look up like StarCraft two like like tournament or prof like pro players playing. Yeah, look for like a a shoutcaster. Um, uh, look for a shoutcaster that will um, kind of break down and explain what's going on in the game, and they will. Um, it, it's it's hard to know like what's going on, so yeah. that's that's why like if if you do watch one of the videos, make sure you get a good shoutcaster. But just just watch it. The screen is like, like I said, it's, it's just like, it's, it's like just like popping trying... all over the map. Yeah, yeah. like it, it, it it's it's insane. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Continue. Well, I was I was totally enthralled in what you were saying. No, no, it's I mean it's it, it's just it's wild, it's 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 crazy. Well, so now so like you know parents uh, obviously play a big role in kids' lives, and when I was a kid, my parents were always like, ah, go outside and play. It's good for I you. I hate blah, the sun blah, blah. and it hates me. <laughs> yeah, and I you know I'd be working on my monitor tan, not right. my not my suntan. And 
nowadays, kid uh, parents are starting to like push their kids into playing these games and become these professional gamers. They're looking at these salaries and they're like, oh well, if you know, if my kid's good enough, sure he can make a living doing that. Oh yeah, Billy, he gets four kills per game. It's like that's not gonna cut it, Janice. Well, <laughs> like uh, I was reading in the news, like these uh, Fortnite, you know, which blew up it. These parents were hiring tutors to train their kids to be better at Fortnite. Now, do you think that was for, like, social status? Or do you think it was this, you know, to pursue something like this? Do you mean, like, a parent going coming to the next, like, uh, HOA PTO. conference? <laughs> and they're like, just so you know, I hired uh, this uh, stupid idiot from no, down no, no. the street. What I mean is, so kids... Kids today and their their social status revolves around very different things than it did when we were kids. So, like, you know, uh, a kid today is like, oh, well, how many games of Fortnite did you win last I night? I see what so, you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, honestly, I just think it's just the times are changing. I, I think people are realizing that, uh, I think at the end of the day, everyone wants money. Like, I, I hate to say that, but yeah. it's it's the truth. Like, the vast majority of people could definitely do with, a, you know, a couple more bucks in their pocket. Absolutely. So if anyone wants, um, I'll give you uh, my Venmo. Uh, you guys just go ahead <laughs> and just take care of me, please. Uh, Patreon. Give us your money. Uh, That's um, all we ask. But it's, it's one of those things where, you know, if a parent sees, you know, they see their kid playing this game all the time, mm -hmm. and, they, and they have never, they don't know how hard it is to get into the professional gaming and stuff like that, they're like, oh yeah, you know, Billy likes it, he's good at it, why don't I hire a tutor for him and, you know, make a couple of, I'm, and I'm not saying like, you know, I, I hope the vast majority of parents are like, I'm pushing him just like I would push him uh, you know, I that same way I would be the third base coach yeah. for his t-ball team, you know what I mean, to just encourage him. You know, I hope that's what most parents are doing in this case, but I, I see it as, oh, kids these days, they're all playing these newfangled video games. Why don't I just push him a little bit harder and he can, you know, break bank? Well, okay, so and, and I kind of want to segue into this. Think about all the video games that are played for esports. What kind of games do you think would be fun to watch? Like a like esports to get into, like a new game, like not like any of these MOBAs or even RTSs, um, or if you can think of one, but just a game that's not really uh, talked about, that's not really an esports game yet. Like me personally, I would love, I would love to see someone <laughs> like uh, competitively do. Um, oh God, what is it? Like bubble shooter. Or like those kind oh, of like handheld games. I would be interested. You're I would talking definitely like a mobile game. Or mobile or anything like that's not necessarily considered an esport. You can still have a multiplayer, but it's not considered an esport game. And I think I, he is throwing bubble shooter out there. I, I, I mean, I think he would want Vincent would be like one of three people in the uh, the audience. Like it's like the uh, the the play that someone's like no 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 it's an original idea it's an original play people will come they'll come <laughs> and then Vince is like one of three people like yeah go Brad <laughs> I love this I'll see you at the bar later hit the yellow hit the yellow oh, yeah uh, Justin do you have anything in mind that's kind of a tough question I was sitting there thinking as he's rambling on about mobile games. I've got one if you don't have one I mean, yet. We can talk about mobile, mobile games too, Justin, if you want to. I feel like something um, something like Super Monkey Ball would be oh, really God. fun to watch. It's, I think that's one of those things that would give me anxiety. Oh, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 the end, the end! <laughs> like, why would you turn that way, you fool? So I know it sounds really, really, really funny. I would love to watch somebody do like a competitive city build. Like 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 like, like Sim City yeah. or even like one of the tycoon games. Yeah. To see like, oh look at this, I reached billionaire status in only thirty days. Now that's a game where actions per oh yeah would be would wild. come into play. Well, yeah. The other thing is like you you'd also have to keep in mind like there's so many different factors in games like that. Like oh shit, here comes a tornado to wipe out my city. Yep. Or like the action when I when I thought about this like the first game that came to mind and it's a game it's just a game that i love to play personally just for fun is um well first off i think like there's skyrim speed runs but that's sorry i just played that recently that's why i thought of that zoo tycoon is what i'm yeah. getting at 
And I don't think there'd be a really good competitive nature to it. Maybe it's like, you know, whoever can have the most successful, you know, whatever. Because there's no multiplayer. There's no competition. Yeah. But just thinking of how someone can turn a game like that, be like, oh, I need four more gazelles to start breeding, and I need to put my koalas near the, the food stand to increase <laughs> revenue. You know what I mean? Just like... Oh shit, the lions got out. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> stuff like that. I just, it would just be different to watch, and it yeah. just, it's right up my alley. And just imagine the commentators for Zoo Tycoon. Oh, that, <laughs> would, be, that would be something I would listen to. Oh, oh my god, Lizzie Ambrosia doesn't like the drink stand. <laughs> Fingers going down, Fingers going down. I feel like also, too, commentators for esports, I feel like I would love to listen to, because I feel like they just have. A lot. There's a lot going on. Just like listening to a baseball game or anything. But I feel like it would be a little more entertaining. There's a YouTube channel I watched called... Uh, I don't know if we can reference it, but it's, it's not important. Basically, they do blooper reels of uh, Hearthstone, specifically. Oh. And some some of the stuff that they... Uh, that they post is actually from these Hearthstone like World Championship tournaments. Yeah. And if you, those of you that don't know what Hearthstone is, it's an online card game. Um, it's kind of like Magic: The Gathering. It's from Blizzard. Yeah, mm-hmm. from Blizzard, who does World of Warcraft and Starcraft. Um, and what they do is like you, just just the clips, and it's super funny when like someone gets this hand, and it, it, it's like. Oh, like, like, oh, Vincent, you're about to lose. He, like, he's about to lose. Like, he has nothing in his hand he can play unless he draws this one card. And then you, like, it's like your turn. And then, like, the card draws, and you hear, oh, oh, he got the card. He got the card. It's the same thing watching, like, World Series exactly. of Poker. Like, Literally. And, and I know, like, viewers, like, that were actually probably watching that live, maybe on Twitch or, you know, some other streaming service. Were probably like if that was their person, like the one that wanted to win, they were probably losing their mind. No, I'll tell you, I was on a cruise uh, back in November. I want to say it was, and me and my wife were sitting in these these like outdoor hot tubs on the boat that like kind of hung over the ocean. It was really neat, and we just wanted to go there for the view at night. And we're sitting in there, and there's like four other couples, and. On the TVs, like, above us was the World Series of Poker. Now, I'm trying to explain to Courtney, like, how poker works, and I'm sort of being that commentator that you were just talking about. I I can see everybody's hand, and I'm like, well, so, like, this guy really needs this card, otherwise he can't possibly win. And then he drew it, and we're, uh, let me guess, all four couples and us are, like, fucking watching this shit. Like, we're just... I don't right. know why. I don't give a shit about poker. I mean, I know how to play it, but right. I don't I don't watch it. Yeah. We're all watching this. We're locked in. And they drew that card, and me and, like, three other guys in the hot tub were like, Oh, shit! Oh! He got the card! And then, like, on the TV, like, the whole crowd goes nuts. And it's just like, that's the, that's the intensity. Yeah. Like, just from drawing a single card. And it's just like, you know, someone catching, you know, the winning touchdown. Or, yep. You know, getting that, that last, you know, uh, what is it? The, th- the three-point line in, 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 in basketball. <laughs> oh, if, if, if anyone couldn't tell, Tyler plays a lot of basketball. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, but no, like, when someone, like, the ball goes up at, like, you know, and the buzzer goes and the ball goes in the hoop and everyone's like, ah! Like, that's that's the kind yeah, of intensity that I'm talking like about. Kind of like Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors did, too the 76ers in the playoffs this year. Yeah, right? I, I just watched that. Yeah, yeah actually, you? it's funny you mentioned that. I uh, was also watching that on the way here. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I was driving. I was like... driving. Watch. <laughs> he, had, he had the phone in his lap, so it was even more dangerous. <laughs> but uh, here, I honestly think that, like, the the, the biggest thing, I, I think why esports is getting so popular now versus, um, you know, how it was non-existent is just, the advent of technology. Yeah. You couldn't, you could not do it on like the N64. You well, couldn't. I think, sort of going back to your last point, I think the commentators, the quality of the commentators makes a big difference. Well, because so you, can, you take yeah. something really boring, at least to me, something like poker, and you put it on TV and you put, you put an entertaining commentator in there who, who's educated on it and knows what he's talking about, knows when's the, when to get excited and things like that. It just drives the excitement for everybody watching. Right. Well, absolutely. I mean, I mean, yeah, you, you get excited when you... Um, 
I mean, when you talked about at the the poker, you know, they're yeah. like, oh my god, yeah. Like, I, I I probably would just sat there and be like, oh, that's but, cool. But like Tyler was saying, you you watch these professionals play something like StarCraft Two, and I'm like versed in the game. I know generally what's going on and what to do, but at the speed that they're moving, I could not even verbally communicate to somebody like everything that was happening this fast. Yeah. So it's, these commentators are talented to say the least what's even funnier is they even know like the individual player's strategies oh yeah like they'll be like oh here comes you know kevin the brisket steam steamer (laughs) okay hang on real quick kevin the brisket steamer yeah his his full his actual name is kevin steamer but he's kevin the brisket (laughs) he's a big boy i want some brisket oh that actually sounds really good yeah i know Uh, you want some steamer brisket oh actually we're gonna pass on that because that does not sound appetizing (laughs) But, you know, and it's like, oh, he's known for his, um, you know, three-borough orc rush. And, yeah. oh, 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 here he goes. Oh, wait, he's against um, Judo Hopsui. Oh, my gosh. And he's going to counter him with his pincer technique. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, like, you know, the, the, these these shoutcasters, you know what I mean? Like, that's, I, I, I do agree. Having the entertaining and the knowledgeable, like, staff on hand mm-hmm. to make it, I, I think it makes just makes it more... Um, What's more, the word? Pe- more people can tune in, even those who aren't totally like up to snuff on what they're watching. Exactly. Yeah. I think there's a there's a word. It's just more approachable. They, they, I think the that's com- a good the word. Commentators, the commentators will sort of hold their hand through this whatever the hell's happening on screen and just sort of guide them and inform them on what's going on. Right. And I also think it has to do. And I did say like the advent of technology, but it's like with the internet being as big as it is now. Like, you couldn't have, if, if internet, like, was, like it was when I was growing up, and, you know, the, the, like, 1994 through the early 2000s. Yeah. Hang up the phone! Yeah. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm got, on the phone! I gotta send an email to mom! <laughs> um, but you couldn't have games like League of Legends. Yeah. You couldn't have, you know, these Halo 3 tournaments. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, Halo 3 is a little dated, but, you know, you get what I'm saying. Like, you couldn't have all of these aggressive competitive games without internet yeah absolutely not. um i remember you know in high school and stuff I, t- I talked about halo 3 but the big thing i was into like competitively was um modern like not modern warfare but call of duty like yeah. uh, modern warfare 2 i cannot tell you the amount of time i sunk into playing like the, the like competitive stuff with my friends we even um we did a little bit of like Esports play where we basically like went onto a website. We had tournaments and everything that we did. There was a prize pool at the end. Like we all had to pay. Like it was like ten bucks. Yeah. That you threw in and like I think at the end like the winners, the winning team won like two hundred fifty bucks. Right. Which at the time like being lot. like being in high school, I was like that is some good money. Like I could buy a lot of Minecraft skins or <laughs> you know League of Legends skins. Christ. But you, you you get what I'm saying. Like yeah. it was one of those things where. I couldn't have done that, you know, on my dad's. I don't even know what old computer he had. It was like one of the old white, like off vanilla Those color, cream, disgusting yes, that like gave you cancer if you looked at it too yeah. long. They would um, turn yellow if you smoked around them. Yes. Yeah. But I th- and I also think that's part of the reason that like our uh, general generation. And because I know Justin's gonna be like, oh, yeah, here we go. Back in my day. Here we go. Um, I'm hungry, so watch what you say. <laughs> um, but I, I, I do think it's like like my my parents' generation. Like I told my dad, like, hey, we're doing a podcast, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. this isn't esports, but it is, you know, something that's new, and it's a lot of people are trying to get into. And he's like, you're doing a what? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I can explain it to him. He's like, so you're just talking for an hour. People listen to it. <laughs> yeah, some people might find it enjoyable. We're we're, we're hoping. Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, and he laughed. <laughs> and then he like didn't he didn't like elaborate anymore because it's like and and I my dad listens to this and I appreciate that he does it because he's doing it to support us. Hello, Harold. Uh, hi, Harold. Hi, Harold. Um, but you know, at the same time, it's just like I I, I do I get it. It wasn't a part of his life. It wasn't a part of a lot of other people's lives growing up that yeah. isn't a part of our generation. Right. Video games were just kind of like, oh, go play Duck Hunt. 
You know, and, and then you would sit there and you'd shoot. I'm so glad you mentioned duck hunt because I was talking about maybe maybe we should do that as competitive too. Imagine the competitive duck hunt. Oh my god! Just imagine. Well, because well, the gun wasn't even that accurate, really. So no. you would have like these players that are like like they're like spot on, like they hunted actual ducks in the wild and they miss and they're like ah! and they like flip their console and everything. Well, I'll tell you. Like I told you guys, I only owned the Super Mario slash Duck Hunt cartridge, and what I found is the smaller the TV that you played on, the better you were at Duck Hunt. So, like, the Nintendo Zapper, that orange and Mm -hmm. cream-colored gun-looking thing, when you would shoot the screen, it would generally hit something within, like, a a one-and-a-half-inch circle. So if you were playing on a 12-inch screen... Like, which most people did back during right. when the NES was popular. It really wasn't too difficult. Right. Now, let me ask you this. What was the first real competitive game that you guys played? Like, what, what game did you ever get into? You mean, like, against other people? Yeah. Like, it, it could be, like, couch co-op. It could be something online. Like, I, I'll say, for instance, for me, it was, Sma- like, the original Smash Bros. on the N64. Yeah. I, talked, I would say. I talked mad smack about my Yoshi game. <laughs> and, like, Pikachu, like, I played the snot out of Pikachu. Like, I love that game. That, yeah. then, and that's, like, my friends would come over. And even the um, Super Smash Bros. on the uh, GameCube. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's really where it started for me. was just, like... Well, that was that was a far... That was a much faster game of Smash Brothers than oh, yeah. the N64 could offer. Yeah. Um, I, I'll, I'll also say, like, a lot of the Pokemon games. Like, that was, like, you know, you would basically, like, link up with, like, the little cords. Yeah. The old link cable. And, um, you know, be like, oh, my Raichu's about to stomp your, you know, stupid Starmie, you know, stuff like that. Like, that. that's where I feel like I kind of got the inkling to be competitive, but yeah. definitely, like... Halo 3, like, I played Halo 3 ranked, mm-hmm. um, and I played, did all that stuff with Modern Warfare 2, with, like, the little eSports teams and stuff like that, like, that, I don't do it so much anymore, I don't even, I don't play anything ranked, because I get too competitive. No, I don't. I get frustrated. I don't like the ranked gameplay. One, I'm not that competitive of a, per- of a person, but everyone in the ranked servers are, and they, as, the, the keyboard warriors come yes. out of their... Come out of their holes. Uh, I, I was going to touch servers. on that after you guys gave your game. Yeah. My game, I guess Smash is a really good example, but I would have to go back to, like, Killer Instinct on the Super Nintendo. Oh, boy. Yeah, it was it was a fighting... Jeez. It was like a side-by-side fighting yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, but that I remember playing that at my buddy's house, and he had his older brother, and his older brother never, never lost... So, like, our mission, me, my friend, and then my friend's younger brother, our mission was to take him down. Yeah. Like, day in and out on summer break, and we could never do it. He was, like, the boss. Yeah. (laughs) He was the final boss. Well, the thing was, is we didn't even want to play Killer Instinct. So, the deal was, if we beat him at Killer Instinct, we got to play the Super Nintendo, which we wanted to play uh, Super Mario World. And... We wanted to play that game, so we're just lined up, just one after another, like oh trying to take God. him down. Never got to play. <laughs> <laughs> I still think about it at night. Um, I would say, honestly, again, uh, Smash is probably the first, but aside from that, uh, Mortal Kombat on the arcade. That's I was just thinking about that, actually. Mortal Kombat, absolutely. Imagine walking to an arcade, and I, and I honestly, I, I think that... It'd be different if I, you know, if we're fighting each other and it just said, you lose. Like, after I punch you and you just fall on the ground. Like, you lose. That's all it says. Mortal Kombat took it to a different level by, <laughs> it like... took a shit on your face. You, you know, your <laughs> scorpion would throw a, uh, his, you know, uh, what? That chain? A dagger on a spear yeah. or a dagger on a chain, stab someone, rip out their spine, and then, blow, you know, like, eat their face. Yeah. And it's just like, you lose. You suck. I hate you. <laughs> like, you know, I, f- I feel like that is also something that kind of drives the competitive nature is, like, it, I, again, it's different than, like, oh, you know, you did good, bud. Like, you still put in a good effort. Versus, like, oh, I hate you. You're getting out of the house. We're getting a divorce. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That that kind of thing. But yeah. kind of the test on uh, what Justin said, I feel like part of the reason it's also, or it's, it's hard to go from being, like, a casual gamer, like most of us would be considered, to being, like, a pro player 
is the very aggressive, toxic community. Oh my gosh. Because League of Legends is really where I come from in this aspect, and it is known uh, very far and wide for how um, not so nice the players can be. Nope. Um, and, and I can tell you, like, it's not just, like, games on the PC. Yeah. I can't tell you how many messages I got on Xbox 360 when oh, I was playing yeah. Search and Destroy. Yeah. Well, that and was when you... That was the first generation where you could actually message exactly. these other people, and it became very hostile. Like, people... I, I mean, I, I know I've seen plenty of messages, like, from my friends and stuff, where, like, hey, my dad works for the FBI. He's going to hack your computer. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you know, that's not that bad. But other people are like, I hate you. Your mom's a whore. <laughs> and it's like... Get AIDS. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're gay. Homo, homo, homo. Yeah. I bet you like wiener. <laughs> like, those are the kind of messages. And I feel like that's where, like, the toxicity for our generation really started. Oh, yeah. I mean, think about the number one word. The first word that I feel like consider that you were awful at something is noob. That yeah. came from on like just playing with each other instead of like going into like the crappy things that people would say. I, I, the easiest thing was you're a noob. I'll tell you, like Tyler mentioned, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I don't think kids today could survive in a lobby of Modern Warfare with some of the things that were being said. So it was it was because of those awful like racist, hateful Oh my things. god. I can't tell you how many times I've, and obviously we're, you know, <laughs> treading dangerous waters, but how many horribly ignorant things. Oh, oh yeah. But, like, oh, just... that, that I heard then, that I know now, but is now, like, it was horrific. like It was because of those lobbies back when I was, you know, younger playing, they, now you can, like, report people. Oh, yeah. And people now, like, people uh supervisors are like listening in these lobbies and like ready to ban somebody almost immediately if something is said it is it was so bad oh like, yeah it was really it was horrible it was horrible i mean like <laughs> i I, st I still know of like times where i'll reminisce with like friends that i have and i'm like hey remember that time that guy dropped that you know horribly horrible horrible word that you know mm -hmm. none shall ever repeat yeah. Ever. And he's like, oh, yeah, that was, you know, at the time really funny, but that's really messed up now. Yeah. You can't, you know, you can't say stuff like that anymore. And then I wonder now, so we look back and whenever we uh, we did games and all the stuff people would say, I wonder what they say now. Because I don't play much on, like, competitive gaming, like on Call of Duty yeah. or anything. That you have to be careful. So, like, even uh, some of the games that me and Tyler play, some of the MOBAs, they have filters. So, like, if you were to type to somebody and yeah. type even a cuss word or something it would like blur it out or change or censor it yes basically censor it where there was none of that when we were you know younger <laughs> no yeah we, we were exposed to a lot mm -hmm. there was a lot that we saw there, Absolutely. there's a game that anything like you said any profanities that you use mm -hmm. it automatic if it detects a profanity in your sentence it changes the entire sentence to something nice so you'd be like you know go eat shit and die and it'd be like Hey Karen, you know, nice hair. Like <laughs> that, that, that's what it'll do now. Just just to make sure that it, you know, n the communities are staying, you know, within reasonable boundaries of you know, communicating with you know fellow players. Yeah, uh, which I think is wild. I can't tell you how many times in like World of Warcraft, the uh, the the sensor where you could blur out the um, the cuss words or not. Yeah, right. It, I... It's it's just insane how far along that. Uh, I don't know how how far along it's come. I wonder if I wonder if esports has like I wonder why it's evolved that kind of culture. Like, do you think it's because the, with the competitive nature, it tends to breed resentment? I think it starts with the keyboard warriors. They they feel safe enough to talk like that behind their their computer screens. But I think more often than not, if you were to be face to face with them, they wouldn't be quite so bold. Right. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, and also, too, if you're face-to-face -face with them, let's say they're on an eSports team. Let's just say, for example, when they say something like that, they're automatically booted off it. They're not oh, going to yeah. any they're, more team. They'll get banned. And then they could even try to do a solo channel and maybe you only get 10 views. You know, mm -hmm. it's just you can't say that stuff now. You know what I just thought about, guys? We're basically shoutcasting uh, all this nerd stuff for our, our fans. <laughs> we, we are practically... 
describing what we're talking about. Is it is it like a talkception? I don't I don't like where you're going with this. <laughs> you know what I decided we need on this show? Oh God! Is like a penalty box that we can send Vincent to. Can it be like an esport penalty box where like Vincent has to um, he has to play like League of Legends? <laughs> Against both of us? No, see, I have this little closet that you can't even stand all the way up in over there. And I feel like we should just send Vincent there for like two minutes at a time. For I thought you meant the thing hanging from the ceiling. No, no, no. Right. Let's put him in the it. cabinet. Yeah. Get get your fat ass up there. Well, I can't. <laughs> I literally cannot. I'm I can't, sorry. I can't get up there. There's too much stuff in here. Justin, so, that, that's fine. You so, throw me in the box. <laughs> so to wrap this up. Uh, esports has clearly taken off, even mm-hmm. here in America, where it, you know, had already been popular in Korea. That owner of AEG that I was talking about earlier, he estimates that there's going to be over a billion unique users by the end of this year, or viewers by the end of this year. And to put that into perspective, like the popularity, to put it into perspective, uh, this AEG Corporation, they own a lot of L.A. teams. I mentioned the Kings, the Lakers, the Galaxy, and his personal uh, uh, esports team, the Valiant. They sold out the Staples Center, which is uh, where the Lakers play, the Clippers play. It's a one of the most yeah. popular sports stadiums in the country. They sold it out for a tournament by Riot Games in 20 minutes. No way. Yeah, 20 That's, minutes. And he, the, the, the worst part is that, like, Vincent, you don't play League of Legends. R- Riot Games makes League of Legends. Okay. You don't know that. I do not. Um, if you don't know much about League of Legends and the competitive uh, nature of it, mm-hmm. then obviously that's surprising. Yeah, but for somebody that's involved in it, like you know, I don't know the teams and everything, but I play the games consistently and I'm pretty up to date with the community. That's not surprising at all for me. Like, don't get me wrong. Like the the I still I am in awe of the, the just the the numbers that that are coming out of the esports now. But it's still like it's just not surprising if you're in the know. You know what I mean? If you if you under if you understand like how popular esports are becoming, it's like oh that's that's not shocking at all. Well, real quick, I I actually want to ask you guys, what do you think the evolution of esports is going to be? It's already reached a point to where now we're seeing. I already this. know. Do you think virtual reality VR? That's is, exactly that's what exactly where we you're going with it. Okay. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think games like um like not specifically like this, but there's a game called Beat Saber out. It's really popular right now for the Oculus Rift. And basically, it's you know you, you put your you know VR headset on, you've got your little things, and like a beat, like beats will come through like on the the headset, and you'll and you've got a lightsaber in the game, so you're basically like breaking these you know blocks to make the sound. It's kind of like uh, another version of like Guitar Hero or uh, okay. Rockstar or whatever, and uh, it's super popular. So that's just showing like the amount of precision that you know these VR games can actually take. I think that that's going to be the next step. That's mm-hmm. that's how I see it. Going. I think it's still. I think VR needs a lot of work still to get to a competitive level. Oh, I don't yeah. think. I don't think competitive gamers are going to entertain the idea of VR until it's all the little kinks are worked out. Because something like Super Smash Brothers, it's so quick and precision based and responsive, and VR isn't quite there yet. But once it gets there, I absolutely. Do you think they'll ever come out with a VR sports game and it becomes competitive? Oh, absolutely. Like VR baseball? And imagine all the baseball players being like, what is this? <laughs> what is this? I mean, I, I honestly feel like that would happen, though. I mean, I feel like any kind of um, other sports, like even football, uh, golf, I could definitely see a VR golf happening tomorrow. Well, it already does. Does it? exist, yeah. It's uh, basically, it, it's a sort of primitive look at it, but basically... It, you pull down a big white screen, and there's a projector that yeah. projects, you know, the course in front of you. And you hit a real golf ball at this screen, and there's like trackers and cameras and stuff that track your ball, the spin, the velocity, everything. And then it, it once it hits the screen and drops to the floor, the 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 projected golf ball flies takes off. Flight. However, actually, like really? it would, yeah. yeah. It's really interesting, but 
I think um, Vincent and I have to go uh, down to down the street to the jug and <laughs> do some competitive hot dog eating. I believe that's correct. And I am going to shoutcast that. <laughs> so I will be going with them. Um, anything else, gentlemen? No, um, I guys, I just want to thank you so much for sticking around with us so far. Anyone who's listened, I will tell you, we finally have a Facebook up. I just got it up a couple days ago. It is the Uninstalled Podcast. Uh, please go on there, like it. I'm going to be throwing up some really fun things on there. Um, I think we have some really good ideas that we might try to be doing um, going forward. A couple fun things besides just talking for an hour. Um, but guys, just thank you so much for listening. Definitely appreciate it. Oh, is that is that us? Are yeah, I mean, I, I mean, no. I, I stop, but I mean, done? I can keep talking. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you all for listening. Tune in next week. Uh, coming up in, how many weeks is that? The week of August 8th, whatever that is, we're going to have to record two episodes in a week. So... We're going to try to keep the quality up on both of those. I, uh, I think we'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. We'll, Considering how low the quality is already. Oh, I mean, yeah. You can't how get much, much further. could we go? Yeah. Right? But that, yeah. But yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, I don't have a long spiel. Bye. <laughs>